Before I start on the homily, I just want to make sure you caught a couple of things in the readings. The first reading, you heard uh, Isaiah, the angel saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The God, you know, glory of God, heaven and earth. You know, um, you know where we have that in the holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Okay, just wanting to point out, if you pay attention, most of the various parts of the Mass you'll find in the Scripture. So in sometimes somebody, where does it all come from? You can be pretty confident saying it's somewhere in the Scripture, and that's what it's important, I think it's important to know. The Scriptures are really drawn together in our prayer and worship. Okay, the second reading, it had a phrase, and the word is being pro proclaimed to you, and through it you are being saved if you hold fast to the word that I've taught you. Did you notice that condition? If you hold fast to the word I taught you, you are being saved. So sometimes when Catholics are confronted, have you been saved? Well, I am being saved, and if I persevere and hold fast to the Word of God. Um, but it doesn't give you any indication if you don't hold fast to the Word of God that salvation is yours. So when somebody says they have been saved and they were saved at such a time and they have heaven guaranteed, that is not Scripture, okay? That's a bad understanding of Scripture that I think could be a very dangerous thing to understand it that way. So I just wanted to point those two things out. There are a lot of other passages that also would challenge that idea that once saved, always saved. Um, it doesn't say that. So I just wanted to point those out to you from our readings today. This gospel is one that I really like. Um, uh, I like it, the story of Peter in this gospel Peter had just finished fishing. He spent the whole night fishing and it caught absolutely nothing. There were two boats, Simon and you know, his friends, James and John, were fishing alongside him in the other boat and they caught nothing. What do you think was on Peter's mind as he's getting his nets in order and getting ready to go? Um, most likely what was on his mind is to go home have something to eat, and then go to bed and try to forget the whole thing and start over the next day. Now, those of you who do a lot of fishing, if you have a bad day, you hope you're going to have a good day the next day, but you'll give it a try. You'll go out and try. So Peter was getting ready with that on his mind, and Jesus gets into his boat and says, would you row out farther for me? And Peter's probably, what, are you out of your mind? <laughs> you know, just, you know, what are you expecting of me? I mean, can't you see I'm exhausted, I'm tired, I'm drained? And anyway, he does it. So I don't really think Peter heard anything Jesus had to say when he was in that boat. Because his mind was elsewhere, his mind was, when can I get to sleep? When is this guy ever going to finish? I hope he shuts up soon and then I can get on with what I want to do. And then when he finished, I see Peter with the oars in the water ready to go to shore. 
And Jesus said, Peter, would you go out into the deep? What? <laughs> what? You know, just not what he had in mind, not what he was looking forward to do, but it's really it's not going to do any good, he says to Jesus, because we were fishing all night and we caught nothing. There aren't any fish in this lake or something like that. Anyway, he rose out just, I guess, I don't know if it's a humor, Jesus, but I wonder what all he was saying under his breath as he was rolling out. Um, I don't think he was having kind and pleasant thoughts about this guy, Jesus, at the time. And then all of a sudden, the fish are just jumping out of the water and filling the nets, and it's like, where did this come from? Where did this come from? Who is this guy? And it's just like, leave me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. I think he said that because of all the things he'd been thinking and saying as he was rowing out before the fish came aboard. And so it's like, Lord, leave me, for I'm a sinful man. And then Jesus told him, you know, from now on, you'll become fishers of men. Um, but Peter recognized that he was unworthy. And that is really the story of anyone who is following Christ. It's always beginning, first of all, unworthy. Did you notice in the first reading, Isaiah saying, I am a man of unclean lips, living among a people of unclean lips. You know, but the angel came and touched his lips with a coal and purified them. And then the voice, who shall I send? And I say, here I am, send me. But he wasn't worthy. He was purified by the angel, the coal on his lips. St. Paul, in the second reading, saying, and he appeared to me the least of all the apostles. I don't deserve to even be called an apostle. But God chose me and called me, and I'm doing what I'm doing, proclaiming that word of God. He saw himself as unworthy. So whenever someone says, I'm not worthy to distribute communion, who is worthy? I am not worthy to consecrate the host or consecrate the wine. Worthy is not why I'm doing it. The only reason I'm doing it is because I felt called to do it. And I felt if I didn't say yes to that, I would be disobeying that call that was as strong as any call I've ever had. Um, that's why, not because I think I'm better than anyone else or above anyone else, I'm not any more worthy than any one of you. God calls who he calls and that's why you respond because he calls. You know, some of you do your profession because you felt called to it. That's the greatest call you have. When you're called to marry, marriage is a vocation, a calling. That is a sacred vocation. Um, in many ways, it's very sacred of giving life to another through a child, you know, a child. You know, how sacred can you be than to be in the touch with the presence of God in bringing forth life? That is very much very sacred. And that's how we see that is so important. And so it's not a matter of worthiness. It's not a matter of deserving something. It's not a matter because someone is holier than whoever else. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do because one is called. 
And that's what we respond to. Are we worthy? No. Worthiness is not, is not God's question. Remember St. Paul says, may God who has begun this good work in you bring it to completion. Even when we honor the saints, we say it is not their work, it is rather the work of God within them that revealed the holiness within. But God is the source of holiness. No one makes themselves holy. No one can be holy on their own. It is only the work and the love of God working within us that makes any of us holy or sanctifies any of us. That is why it is not oneself, but rather the response to God that is so important. So I ask you, you know, when you may have put yourself down or thought of yourself as not deserving or worthy, please throw that out of your vocabulary. You know, none of us are worthy, but we are called. We are called by God to hear his word. We are called by God to share his word and his love to the world around us. We are called by him. And anything that any of us are capable of doing, anything that is truly worthwhile, is the goodness of God working within us, okay? Anytime you have touched another person with love in some way, it is the love of God working within you that enabled you to touch them with that love of God. So take this reading of St. Paul, I mean, of Peter. Peter truly wasn't, um, I don't think, really happy with what was happening that day but he had no idea what was in store for him, and it wasn't coming the way he thought it would. Um, he just probably was, that's why I think they left everything and followed him, because where are we going? They had no idea what was coming, what was ahead of them. All they knew is they had heard this call and this power of his voice, they could only say yes to it. May you allow that word of God to find its home in you. May you truly hear the voice of Christ deep within you and respond to his voice. He is the one calling, calls each of us. You have been called and you may have heard it in different ways, but ask God to help you to be attentive to his voice to know his voice amid all the other noise that crowds our life and all the things that sometimes fills us. And without that quiet time, it is hard to hear his voice. God bless you.